Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. So, how are you doing today, Margaret? We're doing great. That's doing so, great that's so yeah. good. That's so, okay, so tell us about you. Introduce yourself to us. All right, Margaret. Well, right now I'm retired and living in Florida in the United States and it's hot here. We don't get winter. And I am a former executive in the high-tech industry, one of the few women. Oh, and I am, and it was for a time, a, a single mother and the sole financial support for eight children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so I've written a book about how I gave my to-do list to God. I got more done, more sleep, and less stress. So okay, so let's get to meet this. What what um power of the day sitting like this? Are you in the morning or afternoon? Oh, we're in the morning. Okay, we're in the afternoon here. Yeah. So let's get yeah. to it straight. Yeah. So you know we're talking about overcoming adversity and also prayer that changes our relationship for better. So let me ask you, what's your understanding on um, out of pray or what prayer simply means can you shed more light on that for us before we start to know how to overcome adversity can you hear so okay. for me prayer yeah. yeah I can hear so prayer so you're asking how I see prayer was that the question what What did you say do you understand are we talking oh you know what I forgot to put my microphone okay. like right in front is that better? <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yes. So, that, that your understanding on prayer. What does it mean to pray? Yeah. Yeah. For me, the prayer is uh, for me a time for me to connect with um, with the divine, with God, yeah. Yeah. with yeah. Heavenly Father. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is really as over the years I have learned to truly connect through the Holy Spirit and just almost have a conversation with Him to listen. And, um, yeah, that's a good thing for me to say, because we've been praying some, for some things that I just pray for, and I don't connect and wait to hear what you have to say. But I do, um, yeah, 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 and I wait to hear that he's, he's heard, and he's yeah. going to kind of respond. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, can you talk to me about your Christian life? Is that possible? Yeah, um... I, so my Christian life really revolves a lot around helping other people, Mm. Um, you know, because when part of when I pray and say, what do you want me to do today, God, Mm. it it gets me through what I need to do. Mm. And, you know, like I get the dishes done and all the stuff you have to do. And, and he also will usually tell me to reach out to certain people Mm. or to help in a certain way or to not worry that I have a big 
um, period of time that I haven't really scheduled anything in because something's going to come up and I'm going to end up helping <laughs> someone at the conference. Yeah. Yeah, good. So, and then yeah. I spend a lot of time. I also do what's called contemplative prayer, centering prayer. Have you heard about that, Elijah? No, no. It's, um, it's it's an ancient Christian practice. Okay. A lot of um, I don't know, not, not favor, but just a lot of people's understanding. Okay. And it's a time where I sit in meditation with just the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and and I connect to that feeling of love and peace that we would call the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then I. I, I just say I consent or I accept or I'm just there to hear what God has to say to me. And sometimes he has nothing to say. He just says, well, let's just sit here and snuggle. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where in the morning, I, yeah. I do that. In the morning, what I do is I've got my journal and my scriptures and I'm asking yeah. questions. Yeah. And I'm, you know, but in the evening, I'm just yeah. like, okay, I'm here. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Um, I have another question for you. Okay, so um, how do you um, build your business around your purpose? You get that building your business yes. around your purpose. Around your purpose. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, I have a couple answers to that. It's interesting. Okay. I can remember a woman who was a librarian saying. I don't know how I'm supposed to make this like a godly endeavor, right? Mm. And the answer she got was just smile and be kind to people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're, I don't know what your business is or what you're yeah, doing, yeah, but yeah. a lot of it revolves around that. And for a long time in the high tech industry, I worked with dealers who sold our software mm. and to, to construction companies. And I can remember one of the dealers saying, you know, people just want to know their love. You know, your your business could be anything that I I think is not against God. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Are a, a prostitution ring. Yeah. But you, everything else you do that mm. makes the world a better place, you could just make it a better place by being there. Now, for me, yeah. what happened is I I had a twenty year plan and I started asking, "What do you want me to do today, God?" Yeah. Because your day is your life, right? The day is your life. Yeah. And so, and then he completely changed my plan. Mm-hmm. And I, I got remarried and I served in missions and I started writing books. And it had nothing to do with my plan, which was to stay in the high tech industry and, and stuff my retirement account full of money. You know what I mean? That was my plan. <laughs> that was very different. And, and it turns out I like his plan better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Okay, that was a beautiful answer. All right, so um, I have another question. How do you dump your to-do list over? You get that? Yes. Okay. So I think when people, if people are experienced at hearing God's voice, it's easy because they recognize it. So yeah. if you aren't yet experienced at hearing God's voice, I think the first thing to do is to say, how do I hear your voice? I did that in my 20s. I'm not sure I know how to hear it. Can you help me learn to hear it? Yeah. And I have experiences that help me learn. And often I will get a thought more than once, keeps coming back. And I think, oh, wait, this is probably God telling me to call this person or pack something extra. Yeah, and I'm going yeah. down. But the way I do my to do list is I, I do write it down. 
but you know, I'm a list maker uh, and I'm a, like, there's some of your listeners are list makers like I was. Like if it's not on my list and I did it, I wrote it on my list so I could cross it off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, my yay, I did this list. Yeah. And so, but it was too overwhelming. I had too much on it at the one point in my life. And so I started taking my list. I don't, do you do this on YouTube or is this just, so it kind of looks like this, there's this list, right? And then what I do is I sit with God. I used to do it in the morning, but by then I'm already in my list and I don't like him to change it. You know, like it irritates me. And so I will sit at night after yeah. I've had time with God and I'll just say, here's my list. And often I'll say, and I'll just kind of look at it yeah. and I'll have a thought like, you don't need to do that. And I cross it off. Mm and i say what what do i need to do or what do you want me to do and then i'll have a, two or three things and i'll think like be sure to call this child but, you know between the two of us my husband and i have 15 children it's not like we talk to all of them every day right? they, that would drive them crazy it certainly drive us crazy and we wouldn't have enough yeah and then i'll just write down what he did like for now it was like um we have company coming to get the house ready and uh there's a woman who's been really sick she had COVID for a while and it turns out she likes the soup I make. And it was like, make her the soup, take it to her today. It's the only day you're going to have time. And so I'm like, okay. Like, I'm tired of making her that soup, to be frank, because I don't like to cook. But I'm going to do it because I love her and I love God. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's how I do it. I just take the list. I write it down. Here's what I plan to do. I just sit there because I've learned to hear his voice. Ooh. And I just like, okay, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do this. I am going to do this today. And sometimes I try to do his thing first. Like whatever it is, if I can, I try to do it first. Mm. Sometimes it's something that I've had a thought, do it at night. So I'll think, okay, but at least it's on there. And I'll set, I'll, I'll actually set an alarm on my phone. Like, call your son Chris. And I put down seven o'clock, call my son Chris. And then my kids are all executive. So I'll actually text them. I'm going to call you tonight. I have to get on their calendar. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't know what you're like with your mom. But with me, I have to like reach out to my kids. Can we talk Thursday? I'm like, well, Friday would be better. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lee. I, I love your, the way you are responding to these questions. That's so good. That's so good. And your relationship with God is so, so, so encouraging. Yeah, I'm so sure that any um, listeners who's going to be listening to this, hearing how you relate with God from your to-do list and all of that, anything it tells you to do about them, okay, you take or you cancel. That's so beautiful. I feel it will stir people's heart to want to have a relationship with God. I'm so I'm so happy to know about that part of you. That's so good. That's so beautiful. Add something to this because usually it's t small things, but sometimes it's a big thing. Like I'm sure you had a thought one day I'm going to start a podcast. We yeah. didn't cross that off your list that day. Yeah. It took a lot of work, right? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes yeah. I get things like that, like write this book or help a neighbor build her house that mm -hmm. just burned down in a fire. You know, like things like that that are I have to every day go back. Like I'm working on this, and here's what I so here's where I need help or help me to find right yeah. like that. Yeah. And other times it's just little one-off things, like take the soup to the neighbor. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. But if I were to ask you, how were you able to come up with the idea of the to-do list? Was it that the Holy Spirit influenced you? Or how, how, when did it all start? I was desperate. I was a single mom. Okay. I'm the sole financial support of these eight children. And some were in college, some were in high school, some were in junior high. Okay. All teenagers were crazy. They're crazy. I have to tell you. And so then, um, and 
And, you know, like in, when you work on an executive level, it's not like you put in 40 hours and go home. Mm-hmm. And I had decided to finish my degree. When I first started in the high tech industry, this was years ago, you just had to be smart. You didn't have to have a degree. And so, but now people were going public. I needed a degree. So now here's what I am. A mother of eight, working full time with a job that required more than 40 hours a week. And I'm going to school full time at night. So I'm just saying I was desperate because no matter what I did, it seemed like something didn't get done. And often, not often, but enough times I did something that turned out didn't need to be done. And this was back before you, there were classes on the on the internet or, you know, I, I like if you had a paper to turn in, you actually had to go to class and turn it in. And I can remember going in with a paper and there was a note on the door that the professor was sick and that we wouldn't have to turn the paper in until Friday. And I thought, well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have worked on it last night. I worked on something else. I was getting like four hours sleep a night. Yeah. And I thought, if I knew the future, that's what I thought, Elisha. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I would know what I really have to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, well, I know who does know the future. Mm. So I'm going to take this list of what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to God and say, what do I have to do? Mm. You know, because he would know that the professor was going to be sick. And he said, don't worry about the paper. And so that's what actually happened. I just take, that's why I started doing it. Not because I didn't have enough to do, because I had too much to do. And I, it was amazing. Within a couple of weeks, I was yeah. I was being done by eight o'clock every night. I didn't wake up sick and worried in the middle of the night about what I wasn't getting done. Mm. And so of course I took it back. I don't know about how you, but I was like, okay, it's under control now. I don't need to bother you with this anymore, guys. Mm. And of course, then it got back out of control. <laughs> and that's when I changed the question. I stopped saying, what do I need? What do I have to get done today? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, started yeah. asking, what do you want me to do? And that's when he transformed my life and brought me to my true purpose in a way that still allowed me to support my family and take care of us. Because I was about to ask you how you're um, turning your to-do list to finding your true purpose. You just answered that. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what happens. When you, because your day is your life. People are like, I want to give my life to God. Well, guess what? Give him today. And, you know, for me, the way I give them today is since I used to do this, I, I hand them that. I have, I know other people who just get up and say, lead me today so that I can help people. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, but I like doing the list because I'm not sure if I just said lead me today that he would say something like, well, now it's time to write a book. But <laughs> yeah. All right, so another question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... um. Um, better health that's mind, body, and spirit. You get that? Better health. Um, oh, better health with, yeah. with mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Mind, body, and spirit. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is on YouTube, right? So I'm making these weird faces, but it was like, oh, yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want you to take a walk every day. Mm. And all right now they've shown of course that walking is probably yeah. the best thing you can do for your health the older yeah. you get you know you can do it mm-hmm. and i'm like walking for a while i was rowing because you could do it sitting down mm-hmm. uh, but i now if you live where you have to walk that's great but i don't you know i have a car i can drive and so yes i i, I do get that thought Margaret. don't forget your walk oh my gosh like what are you like exercise manager <laughs> but the real, the real health that comes in is because there's no stress 
because I know I'm doing what needs to be done, I don't worry because I know he's got it. He wouldn't, he would tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got that. I got that. I love what you just said. Now, you said you don't worry because you know he's got it. It's the truth. It's true. Sometimes I'll be. I'll think, well, I'm not going to do what you said to do. You know, Alicia, what we do is I, I, I've, I've learned not to argue about it um, because, yeah. you know, once I, I, sometimes I haven't done what you said and then I'm like, hmm, should have listened. And other times I have actually been rebellious enough to refuse to do what you said because I thought he was wrong. And so, yeah. And I tell this little story about how we used to sell products on the internet and we had to ship them, right? And on the weekend, you couldn't ship. The post office wasn't open. So I had a lot to do on Monday. It was like half the week's order for a Monday morning. And I always ship Monday morning. And that was always at the top of my list, do the orders, right? And, um, oh my goodness. One day, the, the thought came, don't do the orders today. And I was I was like, uh, yeah, not listening. No, <laughs> I'm doing the orders because... We have a business and we say we should next business day and we're doing it. Well, in the United States, a lot of the federal holidays are on a Monday and I don't pay attention because I'm working from my home. So of course, I got my orders ready and went to the post office and it was closed because it was a federal holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't listen, you know, because then I was trying to rush and I was feeling nervous and rushed trying to get the other things done. That he yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, learned to, I really learned to trust, to be like, okay, if you said I don't have to do it, I don't have to. And sometimes you can ask for more. Oh, I said, you can ask for more. Like you can say, well, if I don't do this, I'm yeah. concerned this will happen. And he will give you some information about yeah. why you're like, once I was like, don't take the library book. I mean, it puts dumb stuff sometimes. Elisha, like, what are you talking about? It was like, don't go to town today and return the library books. And I said, they're due. And this was again, before the internet. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, you know, I don't want to pay that 10 cent fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 I, it, you know, and I like, like to be known. I can be trusted. Yeah, yeah. And back on the whole thing. And it was like, well, just call the library and have them renew them for you. Like, honestly, yeah. it was like, I could take my concern to him and, and I would get more information. Yeah. And I can remember once he said to call a woman. I thought, well, I can't. You know, she doesn't get up till noon, God. Well, you know it because of her disease or whatever. And he said, so call her at one. I actually sent an alarm on my phone, call her at one. So I called her at one and it, she was, she sounded like she was in an airport or something. And I said, where are you? And yeah. she said, I'm in the hospital. And I just found out my brother has terminal brain cancer. This morning he fell off a roof. He just lost consciousness and they brought him to the hospital. And I said, when did you find this out? And she said, just five minutes ago. I'm like, you just found this out five minutes ago? And she said, yes. And she said, I was just praying and saying, God, I wish someone would call me. I wish Margaret would call me. And I thought, mm. and there God is, you know, telling me, call her, but wait until one. And that, now those things don't happen all the time, Elijah. It's like, that, that's not what always happens. But it's nice when it does, because it reminds you, that how much God loves us. Yeah, yeah. And how much yeah. he, he loves us and wants us to help each other. That's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so true. That's so true. Okay, so um, how do I know when God is speaking to me? 
Well, when I, I, you know, he speaks to everybody differently. And some people say, well, I, I get my answers in my dreams and stuff. But this thing that I'm talking about, you really need to be able to hear his voice real time. And again, I said, I prayed and said, help me to learn how to hear your voice. And when I was in my early 20s, yeah. and he, I had some experiences where I had a thought and I kind of blew it off and the thought came again and I blew it off. And the thought came like the third time and I thought, oh, maybe this is God. And this thought had to do with inviting a family to dinner. And when they came, they shared with us that they were out of money for food and they'd been praying about it. And they had had invitations to dinner every night that week, except this one night. And I, I felt like I should call and invite them to dinner. And, and so I began to realize that First, I had to recognize which thought was his, and then I had to realize kind of how I felt inside when I was having that thought, a thought like that. And often, and it does come back because he does have compassion on us, Elisha. He recognizes that, you know, we've got so many thoughts going on in our head and, yeah, you know, yeah. it, um, is my camera set up right here and can he really hear what I'm saying? And, and then, you know, <laughs> thought comes. And, and this thought is somehow different. And it's not like he says, Margaret, I need you to do this. It's more like, I think, oh, I ought to, I ought to. That's kind of how I feel. Oh, I ought to call so-and-so. And I think, nah, I don't need to call her. You know what I mean? And then the thought comes back, no, really, I ought to call so-and-so. And it's usually the third time that, I, that it's like, oh, oh, through my fifth time, oh, I think this is that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's so good. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question so well. Okay, so let me ask you. What about your story is it you'd like to share with us? Any part of your story you'd like to share? One of the stories I really like to share, Elisha, um, yeah. and this, this is in the book, um, in, his, in his footsteps, I gave me to do this to God. I talk about this prayer that God gave me to pray when I was having a hard time with uh, my one of my teenage sons. And he was just the most obnoxious, arrogant, critical, like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I love him because he's my son God, but I sure don't like him much. And, and God is like, well, I want you to pray to see him like I see him. And I began that prayer, help me to see this boy as you do. And I had the most amazing experience where I was at my mom's house and she had a pile of these women's magazines and I'm flipping through one of them, just trying to find something to read. I read, I find the story, how much time do we have for this? Because it's like a three minute story. Um, where I'm reading about what happened in this town where a boy had accused his coach and, and it was a, a a favorite coach that everybody loved of sexual abuse and he was pillared at the school he was treated so badly and and so he um and I was reading and I thought, oh, that just happened. Something like that just happened in our school. And then I realized it was our school they were talking about, the school my son went to. And then he said the only thing that kept him going, at one point he was suicidal, he was seeing a counselor, is on his bedside stand, he had this small petition frame, his parents would bring it for him, that from the kids who said, we believe in you. And we don't like what's happening to you. And there were, there were only three or four names on it. And as soon as I read that part, I remembered the day I had been dropping my son, his name is Daniel, off at school. And, and he was, he's like six, four, and he leveled in three sports. You know, he's a popular guy. And he said, I, I don't like what's happening to this boy. And I'm gonna go in and see if I can pass a petition around to support him. 
And so he, when I picked him up in the afternoon after his practices and everything, he, I said, how'd it go? And he was mad. He said he went to the office and he said, this is now a court case. And we're not talking about this at school anymore. So no, you cannot pass that petition around. So he signed it and a few of his, his friends signed it and they gave it to the board. And as I read that and I thought, oh, this is who God sees. This is who God sees. A boy who has a heart for other people and does something about it. So let me tell you, that's, that's a good prayer to pray, especially if you think that person is so irritated. It's the best one to pray for someone who really irritates you. In fact, it's a good one to pray for yourself, yeah. although it took a long time to pray that, to say, help me to see myself as you do. Yeah. He would, would either think, tell me I was so great that I get prideful, or that I was so terrible that I would get depressed and discouraged. It actually turned out I'm pretty normal, but it turns out he loves me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It loves you anyway. Okay, so um, what's one prayer that can improve almost any relationship? That's it. That's the prayer. That's the help prayer. me to see this person as you do. And since then, I've added and help me to love this person as you do. You do. Now, Alicia, we live in a place that's, um, you know, sometimes people hear about country and or the inner cities you know the inner cities how a lot of people are messed up and on drugs and uh, they're struggling they have disabilities yeah. well we're in the part of the country where people go to hide out there are people who also have disabilities uh, yeah. and drugs and are really struggling and they live in these tumble down houses they're kind of falling apart and you never have cars that work and something's always breaking yeah. and we, we spent a lot of time helping those people and working with them. And for a while, I was using that term. You know the term people will say, I don't know if they say this in South Africa. Well, they're just broken. You know, they're broken. And I, so I was saying this to God with the agency of the market, none of my children are broken. Mm. They might be spiritually wounded. They might come from a background where they were subjected to horrendous abuse or sexual abuse. And they might be struggling spiritually, but I feel spiritual wounds. And he said, every one of my children, even the ones you call broken, have a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. I want you to look for that gift from them and let them bless you with it instead of constantly feeling like you're the one who's having to do the blessing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, so beautiful. Thank you so very much for your time, Margaret. Thank you so very much. So, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Maybe any piece of advice or and the link to your book or any information you'd like to say to the listeners? Is there any? Well, of course, I'd love for people to get the book because I think they feel God's love when they read it. But yeah. I just think the sooner you start this practice, the sooner your life changes. I only wish I'd started it sooner. I wish I'd started it in my 20s rather than in my 40s. That's all. Because I, that's one of the benefits that I have because I also started very early when I was a kid. Yeah. When, when I was a yeah. kid, it was when it started. So I understand what you said. I understand. So thank you so very much for all that you've said that you've been of a great blessing, I'm so sure, to me, 
and to the listeners, I am so sure. Thank you so very, very much. So what's the title of your book for today? In His Footsteps, I gave my to-do list to God. And I have a website, inhisfootsteps.com. So there's a couple books up there and a third one I'm working on, links to audiobooks. Um, and a tiny, I'm going to say, there's a tiny little pop-up that lets you sign up for my newsletter. And about once a month, I send out some good stories and what I've learned from what happened. And I recommend that you sign up for that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Okay, so that's that's a good one. Thank you so very much, Margaret. I would like to have you have you on the show again. Is that fine? <laughs> yes, and you know what? When I, my third book comes out, I'm going to call you because that's about marriage and relationships. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll, be so, I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy. Thank you. Okay. Sure. okay. All right. So thank you thank so you. much, Margaret. And I'll drop you a message. I want to talk to you about something. Okay. Thank you so very much. So that would be the end for today's interview. Thank you so very much. And God bless you. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.